This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to this fabulous show today. Oh, that's right, Holly, but we're ready. I got a fresh blowout. Paul Felipe says hello, Julia. Hello. He had a comment about your Instagram experiment straight down the middle, like your hair today looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. I I really are looking fabulous, ready to go, and matching in your black raincoat jacket. Yeah, and I'm going to, like, my Vegas age is 36 for this trip. But <laughs> this I'm, one? Good yeah. to know in advance how old you are. Yeah, 36, but with um, my zipper zipped. Not like the real 36-year-old self, because I was very single at 36. Oh, with my, I'm 36, but with my zipper, zipper closed. Like, you know, because I adore Casey, and he's been such a trophy husband lately. It's unbelievable. Has he? What, what well, qualifies as a trophy husband? Well, he... Yesterday, he said, uh, I left you something on the counter. I want you to have fun in Las Vegas. And it was a honey, a hundred dollar bill. And then he's making um, this like bench, this little feng shui bench that broke. He's tiling one and making a new one in our living room. I just kind of put like my keys down and we put her shoes under it. It's just sort of a little. He does. He does artistic work with ceramic tiles. With ceramic tile. On top of benches, mirrors, benches. A man of many talents. Oh yeah, he's a trophy husband. He's a trophy (laughs) husband. Qualifications: the first one is they give you money. Yes. All right. Number two is they make make things. things. Okay. Then on Monday, I came home from the gym, Mm -hmm. and he was in his. Okay, I know this We're is going to sound. Tie-in. He was in his knee pads and oh, his yeah. jorts, which personally, I love that look on him. Jorts and knee pads. And he had his mm-hmm. garden, he had big gloves on, and he dug a trench around a pine tree and was planting double impatience. And he'd space them out so that it was. He does there was the symmetry. Okay, well, so around when. You gardening. know, Julia, I feel like when it's gardening and you need a trench, that's the trophy. Uh, husband you are job. so. <laughs> Privileged. <laughs> this is wife privileges. Well, he, trophy wife privileges. Well, I mean, he's been my sexy jailer for yes, fifteen months, he and has we've been. really we've come through that. Still liking each other, yes. maybe even more. Oh, nice. Um, and so anyway, so like, will, he's been a try. And then last night, he made me fried rice, even though it was Trader Joe's, but still, that's made like you dinner. So you he, just cut open that package. Yeah, he with gives love. you money. He makes you things. He does the heavy lifting with the gardening, and he cooks for you. Yes, and then he waters all the baskets that I love to buy to decorate oh, my outside. Wow. So he's just been, you know. But I'm really excited to uh, get away from my trophy has been this weekend and be with you <laughs> i i'm looking forward to, to it too yeah mm-hmm. holly yes trophy husband uh, trophy trophy guy enough i would say yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
All the nice things. There is something really like, you know, people... You know, I wish I had this. I just want to tell you. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there today and I'm packing, you know, and deciding... We decided... You just pack all the Ever Eve. Ever Eve. I'm just packing everything I bought at Ever Eve. Same. That's Fun. all I did. Fun. But I had to have some extra shoes and I had to have a couple bras and underwears and things like that. So, throw Don't it all in. your robe. I didn't bring a robe. I know you always like your Bellagio robe. I I like a pretty robe when I'm in a Lori, suite. Lori <laughs> has to dress to be in the where we go, and I'm like, I don't care I that have much. A matching silk robe and nightgown. It's I mean, so pretty. And then that way, if anyone comes room service, I look. I don't look like just some schlep in a Bellagio robe. Okay, who would a think of that? <laughs> That's the whole fun of staying in a hotel room is okay. that you get to wear the hotel room Yeah, robe. no, I, okay. I, I, I think care. of all the people that have worn it before me, you know. They're usually laundered. I know they are. I know. Julia, but I so like a Holly, pretty I'm robe. sitting there and I'm in my chair and I'm watching a little tennis. And um, actually I was watching back to back This Is Us. Oh, and so, so all of a sudden I look, you know, down my hallway and I see this spot on my white runner on the floor and I'm like, I didn't, what just happened there? Because right. I was just there, and there was nothing there, and now there's this big wet spot. Uh-oh. And then I look up, and there's a light fixture there, and perfectly out of the point at the bottom of my ceiling light fixture, drip, drip, water is coming out of the light fixture. Oh, that. Like, brilliantly, like, perfectly out of the point at this the This is end. happening to homes all over. I have a brand new roof. I know, but we had a brand new roof, and we had light wind. The kind of rain we had yes. yesterday, it was coming down in sheets. Yep. And it was a leak through a light fixture out on our porch. Right. And it would, there was just one, like, little thing. Little that, spot that wasn't something, And, the, something. you know, the people that did it came over and fixed it. But it's like that hard right, rain. Because it of, didn't happen when the snow melted. Julia, I mean, last night it hard rained yeah, like know. monsoon for two hours. It came down in, in like, walls of water. Right. And I want my I want your trophy husband to come over to my house and fix it. <laughs> well the the roof the, the roofing people are you, gonna you have to do it. Call, but I was just like, yeah. oh yeah. Well. I sometimes I hate being the boy and the girl. Well, Julia I mean, You're really very good be, at it. <laughs> You've become very love, good at it. Because today, Holly, we get a new printer. Lori's oh. like well, Julia, oh, I don't so really want to learn how to deal with it. Can you just do everything? Oh, no, boy. that is oh, not basically you said, uh, why would I learn when I no, have you to do it? That is not. I said, <laughs> that there's is a, exactly what you said. I said, there's a paper jam, and you're better at these kinds Again. of things. Oh, look at the flattery. I, no, look at no, the flattery, does, Lori. But, that, but, that's how me, I but it does it. me no good, because I already know she's like, when she even says there's a paper jam, immediately what goes in my brain, <laughs> after 30 years working together, yeah. being your sister yeah. and doing yeah. everything together, mm-hmm. I already know she says, Julia... Fix this. But look at your tiny little fingers that can get into places that mine cannot. You know, those paper gems. They're fake. I have I have not man hands. So right? now it's the skill of my fingers. And, so you're and, and, Holly, deficient. and yeah. Holly, because I have the Italian peasant arms, I can lift up the copier and pull out the paper. At That's the same right. Time. You can lift it with one hand and get your tiny little fingers in the roller. And voila. So celebrating your gifts, Julia, is, <laughs> but I know, is what we're seeing. She'll say, I'm out of staples. <laughs> no. What, what that translates to is, Julia. No, if you happen to be going by and you can pick up some staples. You're right there. Well, when I walk by, I'll get them. But like sometimes you get up and you take walks. You, I, I got to go digest. I, and then you walk around. 
And you walk by the supply cabinet. So it's just like a wish. I did today, Holly. I had wish. a digestive walk. Well, that, that, that feels good sometimes, though. You know, it's kind of wet outside. No, I'm not going to tell you why. Why? Were you because... crop dusting in the office or something? <laughs> <laughs> a new digestive walk? I mean, it helps sometimes. Yeah. Oh, my because God. Speaking of you're crop just dusting. Terrible. You're no. just here, Wally. That was funny. Yeah. Are you crop? That was a good one. Yeah. I'm going to give you some points. Thank you. And Woo. I'm not even sure what crop dusting is. If it's what I think it is, I had a... I, I had a run-in in a bathroom yesterday, and I know who was crop dusting, and I'm not happy about it because I saw them. And it was all very, you know, freshly dusted. And I was like, ah, where's my mask? <laughs> you know, that's one thing I miss about the mask. Not having to wear it at work. People's yeah. crop dusting. Whoa, fumes that are left behind. <laughs> you know, that was kind of nice. Really? Maybe I'm going to wear masks to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should. All right, listen, we got to go. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Happy birthday, Cher. Oh, my gosh. How old is she? She is 75 years young. Life goals. Aging goals or whatever we call it. Just just goals. Just Just goals. Period. Yes, Cher. Holly posted a montage of Cher through the years and... um, uh, so take a look at that. And then uh, last night, Cher tweeted an announcement. And in case your Cher tweeter or tweeter decoder ring isn't working, I'll break down the news oh. in English for oh, everybody. What would we do without you? You're amazing. It's for the Cher impaired. Because <laughs> try and read Cher's tweets. They are. She does. She does have her own language. She's got a flair. Because <laughs> you got to be fluent in emoji. Yeah. you got to not, not be, be offended t- by capital letters. But that's right. Okay. So it's uh, Universal and Cher. They are doing a biopic about Cher's life. It will be written by her dear, dear friend, Eric Roth who worked with Cher on the 1987 film Suspect. Right. Which I, I think vaguely he also remember. And he Sarah's won, oh, he won okay. an Academy Award in 1994 for his work on Forrest Gump. Yes. This is all stuff that's in Cher's tweet, okay? okay. I'm just still decoding okay. for the Cher impaired. Um, <laughs> and then her, uh, Judy Kramer and Gary Gottsman will act as producers. Eric Roth, yes, he also... Stars Born uh, is another one of his yes. films. And the producers got to know Cher when they worked with her on the Mamma Mia sequel, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, where she had a scene-stealing role as the grandma of Lily oh. James. I didn't see Mamma oh, Mia 2. Oh, oh, it's, it's good. so good. Okay. It's good. This is Mamma Mia like 3, wasn't it? This was the, the, third, the third one. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, or the second one. I guess it is just the sequel. Really? I don't no, know. No, I feel okay. like it's a, it's the prequel. Okay, and, and so they're thrilled to be working with um, Cher again and bringing her story, you know, to the big screen. I personally think Cher could have a mini series that Ryan Murphy could do at some point. Oh, well, down the road, her life is so epic. She could very much have a limited series. Yeah, totally. But, uh, the producers are excited because, of course, you know Cher. You know, she's Sunny and Cher in the 60s. You know, then they have the Sunny and Cher show and she's right. And then in the 80s, she redefines herself as a dramatic actress. Silkwood Mass, the Witches of Eastwick. She wins a Best Oscar for Moonstruck in 87. 
and she's sold more than a hundred million records and she's had a hit, a number one, all not in the 2010s, but in right. the 2000s, she the did. Ots. So 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and odds. Yep. And um, now I don't know who they're going to play, uh, who, who will cast. We don't know any any of that. But, Julia, I just, for, for people on YouTube, I just want to sh- put up a picture. When you and I saw her last in concert, remember yes. when she sailed over the audience's head, like in and her her Cher Pope outfit? It was it was the Cher Pope the, um, mobile in the, up air, in the air at Excel Center. Oh, yes. when was this? This was five, maybe five years ago. Oh, Lori, it showed ago. up. No, because after that, it was pouring rain, if you remember. Yes. And I had to walk home and I walked in this jacket. So it couldn't have been more than four years ago. Right. And so I had to recent. stop at the St. Paul Grill where they were having an Indian wedding and I met the bride's mother. What is going on at the St. Paul Grill? I don't know. Is it open? It is not open. I miss that place. Yeah, something fishy is going on there. I've asked some of our food writer friends to investigate. All right. I don't know, but I miss that place. I do, too. So, anyway, Universal Pictures, I think this is very exciting for Cher. Well, Um, think about, like, the success of Rocketman, the Elton John one, the success of the Freddie Prince one. Um, What was that one called? You mean Freddie Mercury? Yeah, him. (laughs) Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes, yeah, thank Bohemian, you. Yeah, so good. And this will be even, I know the gal who Stephanie Block won a Tony Award playing chair in the Broadway thing. But right. you saw the show and other people, They it was the... It was the, too, the, trying to be too much. Too many things. It didn't too, know what it was. You didn't have one narrator. You went to different age groups of share. It yeah. was too much and it was so... Long. Right. Oh, and I, think, I love the music, but it went on, I swear, for like two and a half, three hours. I felt like it was never going to end. And Eric Roth is her dear, dear friend who's going to be writing this. Oh, dear, oh, dear friend. friend. So, dear, dear. So it'll be interesting because, Julia, you said that the musical version of Cher's life just was all over the place and mm-hmm. it was too much. It'll be interesting to see... How they can condense it into well, just you, a, a movie? Yeah, well, you're hiring a professional screenwriter, right? I they like, did it for Elton John for Rocket Man. I know, it was perfect, and his, it was a linear his, sort of a thing. And you might have to just skim things or yes. focus on a certain period of time. Right, Maybe right. it's her beginnings with Sunny and Cher until I can turn back time. Maybe that's what it is. I mm-hmm. want it to because it can't do everything, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the problem. I think that happens. Well, with that's the sh- what, that's with the what they, show was too much. I know, but with a movie biopic, I mean, even with uh, you know the Rose, you know, which supposedly was about Janis Joplin, you know, that was just this that time period. So it was it supposedly? <laughs> well, you know, but it it's not considered a Jan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
the Janis Joplin biopic. Inspired right. by. It's inspired Some by. Some say love. Yeah. Who can anyway, sing that? I'm very excited uh, for Cher. And she's, she's giddy. Uh, when I look at her tweet, it was so giddy here. I'm just going to put it up so the Cher impaired I, I, will be. The Cher, are you Cher impaired? That's going to be the new tagline. Cher yeah. impaired. Turn in, tune in here. Yeah. Lori, the thing is, and so mm-hmm. is she celebrating her 75th. Yes. Today we have Bob Dylan celebrating his 80th. Wow. And wow. Chris Riemann Schneider and John Bream at the Star Tribune put together 80 things to know about Bob Dylan. And it's so unbelievably informative, but it goes back to all the times he did shows in the Twin Cities, where he's done and where he worked. Where he, It's really a cool article. It's in, it's in the variety section of the Star Tribune. Yeah. And, you know, it's great. Right. It's great. I mean, it's so thorough. It was fun just reading some of that. And then today, what surfaced was like the first photo of Bob Dylan that we've seen in years. And he was getting out of his white Toyota truck walking into some like building that was very close to the curb. Well, but Santa we haven't Monica, seen him. He was in yeah. Santa Monica. We haven't seen him in years. Well, he's got quite a compound in Malibu that yeah. he he bought for $102,000 like in 1990, and he's just kept adding on to the house. And remember, he sold his catalog That's for, right. what, $700 million? Well, like three to 400 I mean, like that. was it? I thought yeah. it was. Yeah, okay. Here's, but enough... Yeah. Enough to be comfortable. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's amazing that they're both uh, share the same yes, birthday. I thought so, too. I wonder if they know each other. I wonder if they, they ever dated. Do. They're Malibu neighbors. Well, right. Send a slice of cake over. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know that I see. The, but I bet I those don't know two that they have, eat cake. I, they know each other. They must. Of course. But how fun is that? Wouldn't yeah. that be fun if you were neighbors like right mm-hmm. next door? Dun, 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 Here's dun. my one good thing I know about, about Bob Dylan that maybe you didn't know. So his favorite cover, according to Bob Dylan, that and so many people have covered him, Yes, is Elvis Presley yes. singing his Tomorrow is a Long Time. Mm-hmm. That Thanks. was in The Searchers. The there was HBO something else about Elvis about Presley today. And that is a beautiful song if you haven't listened to it. All right, Holly, give it is your in for a treat. It's time for the Low J Book Club, and we are delighted to have one of our uh, favorite authors, Mary Kubica, is joining us for her birthday or her book birthday. It was just like this past Tuesday, and her latest, it's her seventh book, Local Woman Missing. It is a page turner. Welcome, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, thanks so much for having me back. Absolutely. I think we last spoke to you when the lights go out. Yeah, I think so. That was the last time. You've done it again. So this is your seventh book. Congratulations (laughs) on writing amazing. I think you called it domestic thrillers. Yes, I do. I mean, I feel like there's psychological suspense, domestic thriller. I feel like there's a number of different names, but, but it fits any of them. It's good. It is a page turner. I think I read it in a day and a mm-hmm. half. I just kept finding reasons to go back to reading, making time. So give people a setup of what Local Woman Missing is about. Yeah, absolutely. So it takes place in the suburbs of Chicago where over the course of just a couple of weeks, um, two women and a young girl disappear. And there is an investigation into their disappearances. Everybody wants to know if these cases are related or if these are isolated incidents. 
And the police turn over some clues, but ultimately the cases go cold until 11 years later when the little girl, who was six, she's now 17 years old, she suddenly returns. And everyone wants to know where she's been all this time and where are the others. And it's an intriguing thing because what, you know, we always hear about the people that go missing. But we don't hear what happens when if he, they're when they come back into you know, their old life, so to speak, which yeah. has changed so much because 11 years have passed. Because usually the people don't come back. Exactly. I mean, I'm trying to, they, really the only ones I can think of is the, are the Cleveland girls, the three right. gals from Cleveland. Who, or the girl from Natalie from Utah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm yeah, talking but about, these are years, yes, years, years, you right, know, that gene. Right. Yeah, that, that really is the only one that I can think of because it's like you, the, you just seem to disappear. So that even that twist, yeah, having that happen. But I mean, I didn't see any, any <laughs> of your twists coming at all. So I don't know how you do it, Mary, but you do it because every one of your books is is a page turner. Oh, thank you. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> but it's, do you, it's do you true. Have, like, okay, so you're writing these books and like, do you have someone like, in your family or do you work closely with your editor and your author? Like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm writing this chapter. Does it work? Does it not work? Or do you just kind of write the whole book and then go back in and edit? You know, I usually, I write the whole book, but I I do some revision as I'm going along. But for the most part, I write the whole book then go back and take a look at it. And usually, as was the case with this book, my editor doesn't know where the story's going to go. She she knows the starting point because I usually submit a proposal first Mm -hmm. before I start writing the book. So she knows the basics, but she doesn't know what my twists are going to be either. So it's so helpful for her, you know, to go in and kind of read it blind. And that way we can kind of gauge what she's surprised is coming, and it helps really make it a surprise for readers. Well, you you do do that, and is do you attribute the your ability to write, um, you know, these suspenseful thrillers with really pretty big twists? I would say with that you were fascinated with true crime when you were growing up, or reading, or is that a is that is that a thing for you? It is. I mean, I feel like when I'm reading, when I go to watch a movie or a TV show, I feel like I'm always drawn to mystery, suspense, true crime, mm-hmm. that kind of genre for sure. And um, so, you know, it seems it seems natural that that would be the genre that I'm writing in as well. Yeah. Did you watch The Serpent on Netflix, just uh, as an just aside? aside. I haven't of, seen that one yet. Oh. Speaking of true, true crime, crime. It's really. Uh, yeah. It's something. Is there a true crime show that you watch kind of during... COVID when we were all staying at home all the time that you got into? You know, I watched the documentary about um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Oh, that was so good. That was phenomenal. And, you know, it was, I mean, it moved me so much as a writer, too, I have to say. You know, I I loved the story and the suspense, Mm -hmm. but just her struggles as a writer, too, really spoke to me. Yeah, that's Pat Oswalt. Oh twice. yes, 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 Julia, yes, yes. Because yes. I don't think Julia watched it, no. but yeah, I you know I did too because I didn't realize what was her what's her name again? She's passed on. Michelle McNamara. Michelle, I, I thought that was a very poignant and really uh, um, interesting look into not only was Michelle you know really committed to like trying to solve this, but how she just pitching it and writing it and giving feeling to all this stuff. It, it was really, a, it was so well done in, in all of that. 
absolutely. I completely agree. Okay, if now you're just yeah. joining us, we're with Mary Kubica. Kubica, Kubica, <laughs> local woman missing. We're talking to Mary from some suburb in Chicago, I believe. Right, Mary? Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay, One so- of your characters is a doula. Yes. And uh, I'm just interested in, like, how did that organically work its way into the story? Were you kind of just interested in having, you know, that character as a doula? I'm curious. So it actually happened by accident. I do have a couple friends who are doulas. So, uh, so I'm just sort of used to that lifestyle. And, you know, I've heard a lot of stories from their work. But um, when I first introduced the character as a doula, it was in all honesty, kind of an excuse as to where she had been. You know, she's been missing for a period of time, and it gave kind of some justification to why she might be gone, and people may not know where she is, but they're not overly worried. Because my doula friends, you know, they get get calls at all hours of the day or night, and they have to go support a woman in labor. So that was how it began, and I actually thought that her job was going to stay in the background. But as I started writing and kind of started to develop this character more, I realized yes. more that this this job, her being a doula, was going to play a big role in the story. Do people think, all right, so your close family and friends who have known you, you know, you write these domestic thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, are they like, Mary, how does your brain get so twisted? Or how do you come up <laughs> with these ideas? Or do you get any razzing from family and friends? You know, I, I do. It's all it's all in good fun. Sure, of course. I, because I'm I'm a nice normal person, and, and so darling. you know the books are all pretty dark. But I I don't know. You know, I think that that's what makes them so interesting for me is just to kind of step outside of my own comfort zone and look at the darker side of human nature. And I feel like so many of my characters are really at least they begin like any of us or any any of our neighbors, and then usually some unexpected thing happens, and we kind of see what people do. When their back is really to a wall. I would even say, Mary, that, you know, your writing is like positively Fargo-esque of like I'm referring to the TV series as far as, you know, the things that come at the end that you don't really see coming. You're very good at laying out all these potential outcomes. Outcomes. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're really, you, you really are good. Um, what's, <laughs> uh, we got to ask you, what's the last great book that you read? Um, so I actually, I do a lot of audiobooks too, and I just finished listening to The Four Winds by Kristen oh, Hanna. yes. Oh, it was so phenomenal, and I think it's just so timely with all that we're going through right now with the pandemic, and it just, it really put things into perspective, and it was just so beautiful and emotional. Did you feel dusty the whole oh. time you were reading it? I did. You know, I, I've i read a lot about the Dust Bowl, but this put it in a totally different light. You know, just when she described these dust storms coming oh. in and the masks that they would wear and the things that would do to their lungs, it just was really eye-opening. Yeah. And At one point, in the, just how powerful that woman, I can't think of her name. We interviewed Kristen, Kristen when it came. I mean, but the name of the lead oh, character. Adele, I can't remember the lead Adelaide? character. What was her name? I'm drawing a blank yeah. too, but I, at one point I'm like, how much more can this woman endure? Yeah, I mean, oh. enough, enough is enough. Mary, do you like who reads your book? Like, is has it been the same a person on Audible reading all your books? You know, they, they've one? all been different, okay. um, and I, I love them. I usually, I usually have. Um, I get to help pick out the oh, audiobook narrator, and because I listen to audiobooks myself, I just know how important a really great narrator is. And and um, I've heard I haven't heard the whole audiobook of Local and Missing, but I've heard snippets, and it's phenomenal. 
I always I like to do a combo of the book and audio, but because we had you so close to your birthday book birthday, I couldn't yeah. get the audible. Um, but I agree with you that voice is everything. Because when you oh, get a stinker, I'm like, we had a couple a book out a few weeks ago, and I'm like, I don't know like, if I liked I'll, it. I'll have read the book, Mary, so I hear it in my voice as the author is giving mm-hmm. me. Because you know, like you, you are always like such a good painter of the picture with your words. And Julia will, if it's an an an, an author that she doesn't like how the person is that's reading it, it totally changes, changes your view my, of the book. It changes your view of the book. It absolutely does. I completely agree. And I'm yeah. like, Lori, listen to this one. She's just so bad. And I'm like, but, I loved that book. But I so, it was so good. And, and I like to do the combo of the two because you can read so much faster than you can listen. Right. Which is yes. people, you don't know. If you're just joining us, we're with Mary Kubrika. Her latest book is Local Woman Missing. It's a page turner. Do you have people optioning you right now? I mean, is this... Could you, us, you feel like you're Leanne Moriarty with your writing and you could have your books go to um, TV series, limited series. These are so good. Yeah. So this one has actually been optioned by Black Bear Pictures. So it's in the very early stages. They're they're looking for a screenwriter right now, but I'm thrilled they want to do a limited TV series with <gasps> it, and I'm just so excited by that idea. Are you? You must be pea green. With, I mean, how exciting for you! <laughs> yeah. This is so wonderful. It's so exciting. I'm not going to have to treat uh, tweet Reese Witherspoon. I'm Ramona the Pest with her every once in a while when we have a a great someone, book. Because I it, we were thinking that about you. We're like Mary Kawika is like America's uh, Leanne Moriarty. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's it's good. So, do you have you? Would you want to write the screenplay for Local Woman Missing? You know, I I honestly don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know yeah. how to write a screenplay. And I, I wonder if I'm too close to the book to yeah. be able to do it justice. So so I think somebody else should do it that, that knows what they're doing, and I'll just keep writing books. There yeah, because it's a page. It's one page equals one minute. Right. I mean, yeah. how how would you even do, yeah, figure I know, translate. out how, to, how that translates? Yeah. Take the money, Mary, and go to the <laughs> premiere. I like it. I like how you think. (laughs) Well, we like how you write, and thank you for knocking another one out of the ballpark. Uh, Mary Kubrika, local woman missing. It's so delightful to talk to you, and I'm sure um, you're going to have great success. Well, you already have, but with readers with this book, too. It's so fantastic. Do you want people to, like, uh, be in touch with you on Facebook for virtual book stuff, or how can people find out? I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. It's all just at Mary Kabika. So, and I love to connect with readers online. So, yes, definitely find me on there. Okay, oh. and that's uh, Kubika, K-U-B-I-C-A. Thank you so much, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Bye. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yep. Absolutely. We've got two copies of the book to give away. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, and we'll get those out to you. And we will be right back. Yeah. The 75th share Palooza. Hey, oh, no. shout out to Jane and Allison, our book, J Book Club winners today. Your book will be in the mail by the end of tomorrow. Our mailroom already came by today. All right. We always miss them, but I think this is a good gig. People yeah. are liking getting these books. This is a great book. You guys are going to love it. Local Woman Missing. Mary Kabrika, I love that she already got her movie deal. Or no, limited, limited series. And it's, it'll be kind of like the um, Amy Adams Dark Objects because this is yes. anytime somebody gets kidnapped and then comes back 11 years later into what the, the, the debris of what's happened to everybody's life. And then there's this all this 
parallel story happening at the same time. Speaking of Amy Adams, yeah. woman in the rear in the window. Oh, terrible. Did you watch it? Terrible. I started oh. that this morning, too. Yeah, don't bother. I'm Brittany s- told us, don't I am bother. So- and we both read the book. And- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So did Brittany. She said I'm... the problem with that is that so much of the woman in the window is you're being t- talked to by... The Amy Adams character it is very much a subconscious yeah. talking to yourself. What's going in her movie. mind? Very hard to translate unless you kind of really just take the premise and go from there. It's but they terrible. tried to make it be the subconscious. It's terrible. Yeah, that's what she said. It was it's awful. terrible. Yeah, you got to show, don't tell sometimes. Yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I was, and I made it for 25 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Because no. <laughs> that book from the first page, you couldn't put it down. No, you AJ could Finn, not. he got the exploding offer in the LA airport. Yeah. The That's author right. He of that. told us yeah, that. Yeah, he told us that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An exploding offer is you have 60 seconds to, to decide. decide. Mm. And I said, is there, we were like, an exploding offer also means it's um, seven figures. Yes. Oh, man. I well, know. You know, well, got a got a paycheck, and that <laughs> took so long to be released. Well, probably because it was, it was so right now. Yeah, I know. now we know. Why. Now we know when we, things are delayed, 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 and transferred from the movie theater to. Um, all right, yeah. All right. Moving along, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Beverly <gasps> Hills last night. It came uh, back, and it's so interesting because when they filmed this first episode. This was before the election day surprise. uh, Real Housewives started filming probably in um, late October. Okay. Maybe the third week of October. And remember, she doesn't file for a divorce from Tom Girardi. Who are we talking about? Erica Jane. Okay. Until election day. Remember, she did the election day surprise divorce. We're like, God, talk about a way to try and bury your divorce news on this day. Everybody's biting their nails. And uh, so, so the filming started before everything went that's down right. with Erica and, Jane and Tom Girardi. And we they they go to this barbecue at Dorit's house and they're all, you know, uh, practicing terrible COVID quarantine because no one's had maybe they're doing testing probably, but no I'm one, sure there's no vaccine or whatever. And they've got all these people and they're all dressed up and Erica's uh, doing the glam. But when they play, they, they talk about um of course, Lisa Rinna was like, oh, I've got a great game. Let's talk about what was the best moment, the hardest moment of COVID. And of course, they're filming and COVID's Larry, still happening. Larry, you know what I mean? You're so funny. No, she... Because you could see me coming up with something oh, like that. And you go, oh, Joy, oh, I hate that idea. I can just see you. Yes. Could you see me? But being... she's a professional yeah. potster and yeah. you're very good at making people play games. I, In I, real life, the not pot. called a potster. No. But when you're on a reality show, yeah. it is. So Erica Jane said, admitted 
She dreaded waking up to her husband every day in lockdown. Mm-hmm. I first, but before that even came My out, time is was very, very dark, and it was... Uh, I swear before she said that, Lori, she said, Tom and I are closer than we've ever been at the start of the episode. Yeah, do you think that's she some did. positioning? No, so, no, 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 she did. She, she didn't, didn't do that. And he it said was, that, and it was before he got busted for take, swindling all the money from all of his right. lawsuits, class action lawsuits about planes crashing, right, stealing money from everybody. That didn't happen till early December. So we're going to get Erica Jane six or seven weeks of her before all of this happens. And Variety yes. did a story um, yesterday that was so interesting because basically... Her legal troubles. Show up a picture of Erica. Oh, okay. Um, she's going to be by flaunting her wealth on the show has been unbelievable. But by doing that, it's a very risky move because she has, for years, used the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to promote Erica Jane. Yep. And which is nice work if you can get it right, and it it hasn't. And she gotten, would tell us she had a forty thousand dollar a month at Glam Squad, right? But Oof. all this stuff that's mm-hmm. happening right now will be um, it will be evidence absolutely because she is being uh, uh, they're auditing, they're, they're doing auditing, forensic accounting, and she's, they're looking back on everything. Yeah, there's so many multiple lawsuits, and she is named in a number of them. And she has her glam squad. She puts on this very expensive necklace last night. And she's of course, comes off like a total biatch, like she always has. Boring and full of proclamations. And by the way, Twitter was like the tutu pink dress that she wore that all the ladies were going crazy for Mm -hmm. was um, from H&M, which I like that she wore a $100,000 necklace with a $30 dress. High and low fashion dress. I love that. But a Lawyer said, confirmed to the uh, Variety, yes, they are taping that footage, footage, they're getting every word, it will all be used against her. And then when Watch What Happens Live had all the housewives on and Andy did a disclaimer, Erica Jane on the advice of her lawyer is not here tonight. On the advice of her publicist, she showed up for the MTV Monday Night Unscripted TV Awards, though. I mean... Okay, so wait a second. So wait a second. And and the people who have been stiffed out of money, and Tom was basically running a Ponzi scheme. So he'd get a settlement... From something tragic like an airplane crash. Okay, but he'd be using that money to pay the people that he owed like for 18 months. He just He was floating money. He was Mm -hmm. floating money and floating big money and giving people, some people, oh, you're only getting 700,000. Yeah, I know it was supposed to be 1.4, but the legal fee, you know, blind, playing with shenanigans. It is the biggest legal scandal in California history. It's huge. And this is ratings gold for Bravo, but it is Erica is playing with jail. Well, you okay. know, I, I love it that it's not fire, it's jail. She's but playing you're with so jail. right about that. The thing that I thought is that she's so unlikable. Oh, I'm she sure is. she has driven so many people in that community crazy. And then 
How does Look at she... how snotty she was to us when we met oh, her, was... Lisa Rinna, Brad Goreski, and she was so Brad's snotty. husband. She the only time this she... is just a year ago. Yeah, she was so snotty, and then but then she liked this when I said, "Oh, you you should host a fashion show, fashion, fashion please, show. fashion please." Oh, and then she was flattery, like, oh, okay. flattery, but, and that damn flattery. She's just uh, anyway, and the people are being very vocal about it. But I loved seeing the housewives. I love the new housewife. I uh, like. I like this so much better than New York. There's energy. There's people that are interesting. New York Kathy has Hilton to... has a crazy new face. And I like this, uh, yeah, this Minkoff girl. I like her, too. Whatever her name. I can't think She's can't married think to name. the Lion King director. Yeah, that's her claim to fame. Yeah, Hollywood, well, that's right? a big one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's we all saw name the... dropping. Listen, it is. That's <laughs> the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. <laughs>